0: So this is the Sermon on the Mount, understanding what Jesus wants his followers to be and do. This is week 11. We're going to be in Matthew 7, 13, and 20. Uh, and then, of course, next week the plan is, is to finish out the rest of chapter 7. The subtitle, or the section title for this section is really a uh, Christians' Choices, uh, People's Choices. We, we, we're kind of given in this section and even so more in, in, tomo- in tomorrow's. <laughs> in next week's message, the same kind of ideas is we kind of have some options. Here And Jesus is laying this out. He's putting all this stuff in as he kind of brings this this message to an end. And so the first thing we're going to look about that Jesus talks about, starting in verse 13, is this idea of two gates and roads that lead to two destinations. In Matthew 7, 13 and 14, it says this. Jesus is speaking here. He says, Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who enter it, enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few so Jesus here gives us a, 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 a two option situation so he's basically talking about okay you're going to go down this journey now a lot of times i'll talk about this or share this idea this concept of basically life is a journey and we're we're journeying on this this life and we're going and we're going and we're going and Jesus has this idea too that we're on this journey and he's basically saying, look there's going to be two different types of gates and roads that are going to lead to two different types of destinations. So Jesus first talks about this idea of this this gate and road that is wide and broad, okay, wide and broad, and he specifically gives a couple of ideas to know, kind of if you're on this gate, which is kind of interesting to me. So he basically says here, if you're on this gate, this is how you're going to know if you're on it, and he basically says, listen, it's easy and many people walk it. So if you're on a wide, you know, because obviously we're not physically on a path as walking it, you know, so on and so forth in our spiritual life or in our world. But in the same way, Jesus is giving us this example. So he says, if, there's, if it's easy, if it's wide, if, if people are all around you, well, then, then you might be on this gate. And then he continues and says, listen, the other gate is the idea of a small and narrow gate. And that's hard and few find it. he's giving us two different options here he's giving us the directional situation where one is easy one is hard one is one is few one is many and so it's a simple question it's something that we have to look at in our lives which road are we on which gate are we walking through where are we at it's like Jesus here is giving us these, these, these cues to look at ourselves constantly and begin to look and say, hey, listen, what's my journey like? Where is my road like? Because it's somewhat counterintuitive because a lot of times as Christians, we look at God's blessing and God's comfort as, or God's goodness as basically comfort. If I'm comfortable, if things are going well, then God loves me, he cares about me, and he's got me. But if things are hard and things are difficult, well, usually our first response is, God's left me. God, where are you? What's going on? Jesus here takes that whole concept and kind of turns it on his head and says, listen, if things are going easy for you, that may be an indication that maybe you're not where you should be. Now, that doesn't mean that you go, well, I actually had a pretty good week. I might be in trouble. No. Okay. But at the same time. These are road signs. These are road maps that Jesus is getting us. And he wants us to see where these paths are leading. Okay? He wants us to understand that. And so not only does he talk about these two gates and these two roads, but then he begins to talk about the two destinations that they're leading to. Because a road's going to go somewhere. Most roads are going to lead you someplace. And so Jesus doesn't want us just to understand about the journey. He wants us to also understand about the destination. And that destination is two. There's two of these destinations. One is that understanding of destruction. Destruction. Now, what's destruction here in this context? Basically, Jesus is saying this destruction is hell and separation from God. If you are headed down that main path, if you're headed down that path where it's easy, lots of people are on it. Hey, listen, you're headed this direction, is what Jesus is saying. And then the other one that is leading us is leading us to life. That narrow, that hard, sometimes it's not easy. And that's awesome because that life is including this idea of heaven and intimacy with God. So which path are you on? You know, sometimes we we, we, we overcomplicate things, don't we? We we like to make things hard and look, listen, just a simple question: what path have you been on? What path are you walking? What way have you been handling the situations in your life? When good things happen, that's great, but, but when bad things happen and hard things happen, do you realize that probably that's a sign that you are exactly where God wants you to be? So which road? Which destination, where are you headed is something Jesus, as he's bringing this all to a close. And remember, he's sharing this with people. He wants us to think about. He wants us to understand. And then he kind of turns things and he begins to talk about something a little bit different. And this is our second point this morning. And it's the two prophets that are revealed by two types of fruit. So Jesus moves on here and he says, listen, beware, starting in verse 15, beware of false prophets... Who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves? Ravenous wolves. Now, you have to stop here for a second because let's 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 kind of take a moment here because this this almost kind of seems like one of those. Um, you know, when I think about prophets and I think about that type of understanding, I usually will go to basically the, the Old Testament, the minor prophets, the major prophets, and, and those sort of things. And it kind of becomes this idea of, of, of someone standing probably with a staff and a long beard and saying, in two weeks, the mountain will fall down and lava will come out of it. And those, You know what I'm saying here? Okay this is we need to understand something a little different on profit okay because if we understand profit as just simply this idea or concept of someone sharing what is to come we're going to we're, we're missing the broadness of this term okay a prophet is an individual who simply hears god and shares it okay it can be about future events. It can also be about present events or, or, or different types of things, okay? Let me let me help you with a perfect illustration that I had no idea was coming until this morning. What Emily did this morning is she worked in the office of, check this out, of a prophetess. What did she do? God spoke to her, she heard the word of the Lord, and then she spoke it to us. Okay? And some of you are going, wow, I... I you're almost, how did, how did Emily know? Emily didn't know. God shared with Emily and Emily shared with us. Okay? And just in case you didn't realize that or you need to be reminded, we are open to that. We desire that gift to be in operation in our midst. Okay? Now, there's a proper way to handle it, blah, blah, blah. We are open and desire those things to take place. And it's great when they do. So this is what we're talking about here. This is what, this is what Jesus is talking about. Okay, He's talking about people that are going to stand in front of you... ...whether they have a pastor in front of their name or they don't... ...and they begin to basically share what the Lord is saying. This is a big deal. This is not an Old Testament idea. This is a today idea... ...and something that we need to understand that Jesus is talking about this. He says, beware of false prophets. Now... Who are the false prophets? How do we come about these things? Well, obviously, we need to pray for discernment. Listen, hear me here. If you as a Christian aren't constantly praying for discernment, please begin today. Okay? Begin today. Because this is so important to what we do as a, as a people. And so Jesus not only here uh, gives us through the word this idea of a false prophet. Now we need to look at what the characteristics are of these things. And we're going to see about the fruit in just a second. So on your notes it says this. False prophets. How, do we, how can we tell or know a little bit more about a false prophet? Number one, they're dangerous. Jesus calls them a ravenous wolf, a hungry wolf, a wolf. Now, why is this important? Why doesn't he use a lion? Or why doesn't he use a, a different type of animal? He uses a wolf because wolves prey on sheep. Okay? This isn't a wolf that's just wandering around. Everything's fine. This is a hungry wolf. This is a wolf that is desiring to destroy. They're dangerous. Next, they're deceptive. They're deceptive. Look look at what Jesus says in verse number 15. It says, they come to you in sheep's clothing. Why do they come in sheep's clothing? Because they're trying to fool you. They're trying to play the part of the sheep. They're trying to say, oh, I'm harmless. Oh, I don't have a problem. Oh, I'm good. Oh, But they're wolves. We've heard this term our whole lives. A wolf in sheep's clothing. It's why we have to need... ...and we need that discernment... ...is so we can understand those things. Next, they manipulate the truth. You know what a good... uh, I hate to even say this... ...because I don't want to give anybody ideas. You know what a good liar is? A good liar is someone who takes... ...a portion of truth... ...and makes it a lie. Satan is brilliant at that. If you want, we don't have time. Go back to Genesis... ...and see how he convinces Eve... ...and Adam, who was there, by the way, to eat the fruit. He convinces them by bringing up just enough truth... ...to make it seem plausible. And that's what these people do. They manipulate it. They twist it. They they take the truth and they do that. Next, this is important. They draw people to themselves. Not to God... ...but to themselves. Look at Acts 20. In Acts 20, Paul is speaking here... ...and he is uh, helping some guys understand some things... ...and this is what he says in Acts 20, 29-30. He says, I know after I have gone... ...savage wolves will come in among you... ...not sparing the flock. Some, even from your own group... ...will come distorting the truth... ...in order to entice the disciples to follow them this has been an issue from the very beginning of the church and we have to understand that the last one I want to talk about because I feel like this one is one that is very prevalent in our world today is this idea of amoral optimism a moral optimism now listen hear me here okay I think we need to be as Christians be positive people okay listen now at the end we win Okay, everybody gets that. As, as a Christian, Jesus at the end wins. But here's the issue. We're not at the end yet. There are still things that are going on. And when we see this immoral this, 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 optimism, we need to be aware and we need to make sure that our spiritual understanding and discernment is turned on. I want to go back to the Old Testament because there's a, there's a passage of scripture I want to show you in Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah, as some of you know, uh, was called and is called the Weeping Prophet. He was called the Weeping Prophet because he, in the midst of some very difficult times in Israel's history, he was going to people and he was saying, You need to repent. You need to fix this. You need to let God do what he wants to do in your life. Stop going down this path. Stop moving this direction. And, and he would go to the king and he'd go to people and it was just, it would break him because they just wouldn't listen. Well, at the same time, there were false prophets who were saying the exact opposite. They were saying, everything's fine. Everything's good. We got this. God loves you. God's got it. I mean, all that stuff. Now, obviously, God does love us. But this was different. And this is God speaking, okay? God in Jeremiah 23, we're going to start with verse 14, jump to 16 and 17. This is what God is saying about those false prophets. He says, but in the prophets of Jerusalem, I have seen a horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen the hands of evildoers so that no one turns from his evil. Okay. All of them have become like Sodom to me and its inhabitants like Gomorrah. Let's continue. Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the word of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions out of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They, continue, they say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you, and to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. Listen, you need to understand this. There is a reason why God was doing the things he was doing in Israel at the time. There was a reason why he sent Jeremiah. He sent them to wake them up out of their sin and out of their slumber, and some Sometimes that's what we need. We need God to basically put an alarm clock in our hearts and in our lives to wake us up and change our lives. But the problem is, is we live in a world today where there's a lot of people and a lot of pastors that are walking around going, everything's cool. Don't worry about it. You want to live that lifestyle? God loves you. Come on, folks. Let's be real. You want to do that? It's cool. You want to handle things that way? Go right ahead. Guys, this is stuff that we are dealing with today. Why does it matter? Why is it dangerous? Because what we read just before, because that road is broad, and it is easy, and it is leading to destruction. Hey, listen. Hear me here, okay? Let me help you. Let me if you, you know, I don't usually have, a, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not a very always optimistic person. I tend to kind of, I kind of probably, if I fall on one side, I probably don't fall on the optimistic. I'm kind of more of the, you know, prepare for the worst, hope for the best kind of person, you know. But listen, if you're, if you're listening to somebody online, which is, which is great, guys, I don't bother me at all you know, and you're getting some teaching and things like that, listen to me, hear my heart. If that individual that you're listening to never talks about the justice of God along with the mercy of God, be wary, okay? It doesn't mean we got to focus on... uh, that. Listen, that does not mean we got to stand on a street corner holding up signs saying everybody's going to hell and it's happening today. Please hear me here, Okay? But the Bible is clear, folks. There are two destinations. There's not a third destruction or life. It's one or the other. And you go, I don't like that. I don't, listen, I didn't write the book. I'm just telling you what it says. But be very wary of those things. Now, let's turn, excuse me, let's turn the coin over. Okay? Let's, what's a true prophet? What is someone that is a true prophet? Number one, and this is important, they speak God's truth. Even Listen, even God's truth that's sometimes hard to hear. Okay? And with that, because of that, what I mean in a broader sense is this idea. Listen, if they're sharing something and it does not agree with Scripture, please do me a favor, throw it in the trash immediately. Because God's not going to contradict himself, folks. Okay. Okay. He's not going to contradict himself. So they speak God's truth, even the hard truth. Even the truth, like Jeremiah shared, that basically said, listen, if you don't change and you don't adjust and you don't change your path, you're headed towards destruction. Next. Next. They're sacrificial. They're willing to give of themselves. You know, we're one. We're the false prophet. They want to draw people to them. They want to build themselves up. The true prophet are the ones that basically are the ones that, that, like Jeremiah, end up getting sawed in two. Both literally and sometimes physically. Next, they're a servant. They serve you. They care about you. They're not sharing these things so that they can have this wonderful, like, look at me, look how spiritual I am. They want you to see that God has a better plan or that God wants to bring freedom or God wants to work through these situations. It's important. And then Jesus continues in Matthew 7, 16. It says this. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit. But the diseased tree bears bad fruit. Okay? Now, there's a big word here that we need to focus in on. Okay? I'm going to come down here with you guys so we can see it together. Okay? And this is one of those words that, that, that matters. A healthy tree cannot... Cannot. Jesus didn't say a healthy tree might, or a, tree, a healthy tree could, or a healthy tree every once in a while. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. So, I want to give you some some application. I wanted to give you some things because, because again, this is, this is not easy, okay? This is hard. Remember, they come in sheep's clothing. Remember, Satan comes masquerading as an angel of light. They do that to fool us. They do that to confuse us. They do that to make us hard. So here's some simple things that we can look at, how, how to recognize their fruit. Here's some things we should pay attention to. Now, and here's the other thing. I, I am completely open and happy if you do it with me. In fact, you should do it with me. If you're not doing it with me, then, then please start. Okay? Here's what it says. How they live. Now, in all of these, let's, let's understand one thing. No one is perfect but Jesus. Okay? But listen, you got to understand something. There's a difference between imperfection as us as human beings... And deliberate deceit, lying, manipulation. Do you understand what I'm talking about here? Okay, I am not a perfect dad. I am not a perfect husband. I am not in any way, shape, or form a perfect pastor. But I'm trying the best I can to be better in all of those areas. But evaluate their life. I'll be honest with you, and, and this is a concern I have, and just, just hearing my heart on this, this is why I'm a little concerned. I don't think it's bad, but again, you need to take some things with some grains of salt. This is why I think it's, it's, you need to be very careful about who you listen to on the internet, okay? Because you can't see their life very easily, okay? Doesn't mean what they're sharing is wrong. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Do, don't, hear me here. Just be aware of that fact, okay? Remember that, Okay, have some discernment. Not Next, not just how they live, but basically the next is the content of their teaching. What are they saying? Does it line up with scripture? Hey, listen, hear me here. Every single one of you, you should go home every Sunday and open the Word or Monday, whenever you get to this, and open it up and see what I said and see if it matches up. If it doesn't, you call me on it. I try the hard... As I say that, will you please give me a little mercy? Okay, I say a lot of words, I a lot of words, I love that. I say lots of words every Sunday morning, okay, and I spend a lot of time every week preparing, but I might say sometimes things that they come out wrong. If you have a question, come talk to me, but check what I say. See if it lines up with what God has said in his word, the content of the teaching. Next, and this is an important one that we need to understand, the effects of their teaching. Is God changing lives as people, listen, listen, now, as people are open and obedient, is God moving and changing lives? Okay. Now you go, well, so and so, pastor, you had a, you had a, a, a altar call and nobody came down. So obviously you messed up. No, no, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But in that moment, maybe people weren't obedient. So be aware that there's issues here. But look, Look at these things. Study these things. Now, now as we close, not, done, not too bad. We need to remember this because we talked about this last week. And Jesus wants us to understand this. It's in your notes. Jesus commands us, okay, we talked about it last week, to start by looking at ourselves. Okay? So, what type of tree are you and what type of fruit are you producing? I am open and you should look at your leaders and look at people that you listen to when it comes to these things. But listen, here's how you're going to be able to do that the most effectively. Make sure that your tree is producing good fruit. As Jesus talked about last week, make sure that you've removed the plank or the speck or whatever is in your eye so that you can be more effective in your discernment and understanding. Because here's the thing we need to understand. There are literally, at this time, wolves in sheep's clothing all over this world. Trying to destroy and trying to bring praise to themselves and not God. And it's, it's rampant. And we need to understand that. And you need to be, as Jesus told us earlier, we need to be as wise as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. But if you take everything that's given to you and you just start, listen, Listen, I, I've, I've talked with people before and, and we'll sit down and we'll start looking at some of their theology. And, and, and uh, you know, because they're not here, I'll just be honest, it is messed up. It's like I want to look at them and go, have you been reading the Bible that I have because you're not following what's in there? But you think about our world today. You think about how the enemy is attacking the culture and the church. There's this understanding that that scripture and and what God is saying and what his true prophets are saying, they don't carry any weight anymore. It's what feels good. It's It's what acquiesces to what I want and what my desire is and how I choose to live my life. And unfortunately, there's plenty of people that we can go to if we want to find them that will totally affirm that. And here's the thing. Here's why I believe that Jesus shares basically Matthew 7, 13 before he gets into this. Because one of those things is going to lead to life and one of them is going to lead to destruction. And listen, one day we're all going to stand before God. And the excuse of, well, yeah, but my leader said this or my pastor said that God's not going to go, oh, okay, you get a pass. He's not. He's going to say you should have taken responsibility for your walk and your knowledge on your own. So which road are you walking down? Which way are you walking? We're going to do things a little bit different because we're obviously a little bit late, and we've had you now not that sometimes I don't go this long anyway, but uh, I just feel like we want to close a little bit differently. So I'm not going to have the worship team come up. I feel like we've already had some some good time. We're just going to we're just going to pray, and then we're going to we're going to go. But, you know, as I was putting this message together a couple of weeks ago, and I was kind of putting this all together, I'll be honest with you. I, I got, I'm, a, I'm a little more excited about next week. I'm a little more excited about uh, some of the other weeks. This was a harder week as I was putting this together because I, I wanted to make sure that I, I didn't come across as, as, as mean or across or as, as too harsh. And, and that's not my desire, but, but at the same time, I think we have to understand the seriousness of this. We have to understand that these roads lead places, and, and here's what's great about that: as we can, as we kind of bring this to a close, you know. Um, you, you know, there, there's a portion of scripture where in the Old Testament where we're basically, and, and I'm not going to get into the story, where basically people are prophesying. And, and again, that, that's this idea they're sharing what God is sharing with them. And it's a beautiful thing. And, and people are kind of going, oh, my goodness. And, and Moses says, man, I wish that all of God's people would prophesy. You realize that that is a desire of God, that God wants all of us to be able to take the words that He is sharing and possibly if they're for others or for the congregation to be willing to share those things and so what's wonderful about this is you get the opportunity to not just be a hearer of what God is sharing and and, and to to be aware of, of the difference between a false and a true prophet you get the opportunity to be one of those true prophets to other people God has placed people on your path in your journey to be that true prophet, to to share with them the love of Christ, to share with them the road that they are on and the destruction that is awaiting them, but to also help them understand that they can get to that road that is narrow. Yes, it's hard, but it leads to life and it leads to intimacy with God. I remember as a kid having this idea and this thought, and I don't know if this is this is just how I would see it. Where I would read this story and I would think of a mountaintop, and I would see the mountain and I would see these two paths, one big, one small. You get what. I'm saying here, and the one that was going, uh, you know, one would be leading up, and that would be obviously the one going to heaven, because that's up, you know, in your mind, and then the one going down, you know, so, so. I don't know if that's really what I see here now as an adult. I- I'm almost seeing this. I'm seeing, yes, they're going to different locations, but they're close, they're not far away. They're not, you know, you know it's, it's, like, it's like there is an opportunity for us that are going down that narrow path to be that true prophet. To call over to them and say, listen, that, that road you're on, it's going to lead to destruction. But listen, you can get here. You can get on this path. You can go through this gate. In John chapter 10, Jesus calls himself the gate. That's how we get on that road. We go through Jesus, and then we can get on that road that is there, that's leading to life. And it's not separated. It's not where, oh my goodness, that person's too far gone. They can't get here. You can reach out. You can call out. And the problem is, is because we've been afraid, we've missed the opportunity in people's lives to say to them and to be that true prophet to them. And say, hey, Jesus loves you. And he's got a plan for you. And that plan does not include the things you're doing right now. And we can make a difference. Now again, we start with us. We make sure we're on the right road. We make sure that we're studying. We make sure that we're reading. We make sure that we are having discernment in the things that we are allowing into our hearts and into our lives. And then when we're doing those things, then we begin to call out. We are kind of like John the Baptist. We're that that voice in the desert that's calling out. It's not too late. It's not too late. So this is more than just us and our walk and our discernment. This is us letting all of those things come so that in turn, we can make a difference and be that true prophet to those that desperately need to hear about the truth of Jesus. That's what God is calling us to. That is what God is asking us to do. And I think, let's be honest, I think it's time that we start doing it. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Father, you are so good. And Father, we're so thankful for all that you are and all that you do. And Jesus, we just thank you for this morning. Father, we thank you that you have met with us and are continuing to meet with us. And, you know, you never leave us. And we know that. But Father, we also thank you for a tangible expression of you. Not just in our hearts, which is so good and so important, but also in a public sense. Father, because we need you. We need you. We can't do this on our own. We weren't made to do it on our own. So in all of these things, we first and foremost foremost admit our weakness and our need for you. We can't remove the plank or speck out of our eye without your help. We can't be the true prophet without your help. We can't live and walk down that that small narrow road without your help. We need you. And what's so awesome is we understand from your word that when we will trust you and we will allow you and we call out to you that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us all things. So we can walk that path. We can be a true sharer of your good news. We can do these things with your help. Without it, we can't. And so we acknowledge our need for you. And Father, we pray that you would use us in a powerful way. That you would keep us first and foremost where we need to be going. That we would be aware with a new level of discernment Father God and Father that we would be that true voice to those around us so they could leave the path they're on and instead get on the path that leads to life with you. Help us God. Change us God. Father for every individual that came forward this morning that prayed Father, I pray for just miracles to take place. Father, I pray for supernatural intervention to take place. Father, I pray, I literally am praying right now. You, You handle it however you want to, but God, I'm praying for there to be no doubt of who has come and has dealt with these situations. Father, I want it to be so clear that it was you. I don't know how you can do that. I don't know if you, I, I'm just, don't, I, that's what I want. I trust you and I want what you want most of all. But God, I just pray for miracles, for impossible situations to become possible because of you and you alone. We love you. We thank you for this day and this time and this opportunity to be together and be with you. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name.